0: Hello, I'm Laura Ryan and welcome to Meet and Greet. This is the third episode in our series of podcasts brought to you by Meet Business Women. Today, we're in conversation with Professor Jane Turner. Jane is Tayside University's gender champion and pro VC for enterprise and business engagement. Jane has recently been named as one of the most influential people by Northern Power Women and was awarded an OBE last year for outstanding services to business engagement. Welcome, Jane. Please give us a bit of background about your role here at side.
1: So as you said, um, I'm Pro Vice-Chancellor for Enterprise and Business Engagement. What that means is I am responsible for the employability of all of our students and graduates here at side. I'm responsible for strategic partnerships to make sure that we are in great company, again, for our students and the, the student experience and for research purposes. I look after an incubator facility, so start-ups scale-ups in the region and a com- an income target that's around knowledge exchange and how we share our, our research and our, our ideas with business.
0: Now, you're a huge gender equality champion. Um, give us a, a bit of background on why you're so passionate about that. Well, I'll, I'll start with a stat. So <laughs> women
1: perform 66% of the world's work, produce 50% of the food, yet earn only 10% of the income and own 1% of the property. Um, and that's a pretty startling statistic, actually. So um, I'm all about balance, and, and International Women's Day this year is around um, better balance. I have a daughter. She's in, she's 28. Um, she's a deputy head in a primary school, but she's in a leadership role. Um, and just growing up from a very young age, my father ran his own business, and I was just very struck by equality, so values around equality, fairness balance um, and that has translated and morphed as I've grown up into being extremely passionate about gender. I'm not a soapbox feminist. I I believe that men and women have to be part of this shift but uh, yeah
0: it's in the genes I think. Now tell us how you think it can benefit business and what actual impact it can have on businesses. So from an economic
1: perspective then There's a positive correlation between GDP per capita and gender equality. In fact, raising the female work participation rate to male participation rates would have a positive net impact on GDP in both developing and developed countries. More equality actually is proven to equal more productivity. Worldwide, women in the workforce contribute both directly and indirectly indirectly to productivity gains and indirect gains come from their greater investment in their children's health, education, welfare and other success drivers. And there's direct gains as well so male-dominated industries could increase their productivity in many countries from 3% to 25% through improved female work participation. Better gender balance on boards equals better share price and financial performance More gender-balanced leadership equals better all-round performance. So companies with more more women in leadership increase their focus on corporate governance, corporate responsibility, talent dynamics, and market acuity.
0: Fantastic. And thinking specifically about male-dominated industries, uh, the meat sector being one of them, for example, what do you think businesses can do to make uh, themselves more appealing to female talent and grow that pipeline of female talent?
1: Well I worked as head of HR in a motor retailing company for a few years so it was extremely male dominated. We had only one female service manager in the whole of the group with a headcount of over 1200 staff. So when I came in I was very much about asking the questions of of why is that the case, why is that the norm, why are you only recruiting men for those roles Um, and that doesn't sit very well to begin with but with my HR hat on I had a legitimate role to be asking those questions. And the types of things that we did there was we actively, proactively went out to appeal to women into what would historically have been very much perceived as men, men men-only roles. So in um, sales advisors, for example, so went out, put an advert out that you could say was quite contentious, but we were asking for women to apply and trained women to be product advisors. Because actually, when you look at the statistics, It's usually the woman that is the decision maker in a car purchase at the end of the day. So we we just changed the way that we um, positioned roles and put women in those roles, trained them to be product advisors, taking that sales pressure away from it. And actually the customers reacted really positively to to that intervention. So that's an example of just
0: thinking differently and just stopping and questioning the norms and the ways of working. And that culture change can sometimes be really hard to, to embed What role can universities such as Teesside play in championing better networking, that positive culture change and a a balanced pipeline of talent? Well, I see our role on so many
1: fronts as a university as a convener. So a convener to bring people together, to have those conversations, to have the um, disruptive discussions in a positive sense, but just to shift the equilibrium we represent a huge diversity of students here and it is so important that we're inclusive so again us demonstrating best practice and role modeling modeling inclusivity i think is um is really important
0: anything else in terms of um balanced pipeline of talent yeah
1: so uh, again we have some real challenges around women in stem young women in stem women entrepreneurs the statistics around that are pretty shocking So, again, as part of the enterprise and business engagement strategy that I'm responsible for, there is a real focus on stimulating young women to think about setting up and running their own businesses, um, particularly in digital, but also loads of activities that we have going on to encourage young women and young girls to think differently about STEM so we're just in the ba- in the process of setting up a strategic partnership with an education trust in based in Middlesbrough of primary schools. And we've got so many exciting ideas that we're going to put into place to get young girls thinking differently about STEM. And a colleague of mine was just saying she'd gone into a school and asked young girls to draw a scientist, and they'd drawn a man in a white coat. She'd done, then done a workshop with them. And by the end of that session, she'd asked them to redraw a scientist, and they looked very, very different. So every opportunity that we can get, we're out there stimulating and changing perspectives and opening up the horizons of our young
0: people. Fantastic. Thank you. As such a busy lady, would love some hints and tips from you. Uh, and a big one for us all is work-life balance. How do you effectively manage your time? Well, my, my children are grown up now, but I did work full-time and studied
1: throughout for 13 years of them growing up. So, Uh, yeah it is a bit of a challenge without carrying the guilt that that brings as well. I've always been um, extremely organized. I've had clear barriers around what's work time and what's non-work time. I think you need people around you who help you as well and and delegation which isn't something that I was good at to begin with but now it's about building a, a circle of colleagues or or family members or people that you trust and that you can delegate to and that you don't you know you know you're not a warrior in this there's you're not a hero Um, but I think the key thing is to be organized and to delegate and to not beat yourself up when you can't be all things to all people because that's just not achievable or realistic
0: and looking at uh, some of the press around uh, female leaders one of the things that comes up quite regularly is about uh, can you be liked and successful what's your position on that Absolutely
1: I think you can and I think it's important that you are liked um, and respected um actually I think I'd probably it's probably the word respected rather than than liked that I would put in there. Um, at the end of the day people want to be led by somebody who they trust who delivers on the promise who they see is as competent, who is not in it for the status or the ego or or the trappings of all of that but that they are genuinely authentically interested in people and want to, to lead uh, people in, in the best positive way so I think it's very possible to be respected and successful and if you're liked along the way then that's an added bonus but treat I was very again instilled in growing up that you treat people with respect and if you treat people with respect then respect will come back to you as well yeah. so yeah and, and as a leader trust is is such a huge aspect of that and sometimes challenging in a leader role to be as open as you want to be um, but being honest and where you can't give everybody all of the facts, just being honest about
0: that as well. Yeah, that's great insight. Thank you. Uh, you were recently diagnosed with ovarian cancer and have subsequently become an ambassador for the national charity Target Ovarian Cancer. What guidance would you give into managing and maintaining mental toughness?
1: Yeah, this is a great question. So I was diagnosed 15 months ago with uh, ovarian cancer, very advanced stage, had radical surgery, followed by chemo, followed by six months of cancer treatment. Um, and I had a scan just before Christmas that shows that the cancer has actually come back. So I've got to go through another journey. Now, initially, I was, as I getting the sense of, very in control, like to be in control, very much seen as someone to you look up to to get things done. So this was... Uh, just completely blindsided me really fell off a cliff Um, but I said all along from the very first day that I had the diagnosis I want to learn from this and I want to become a better person um, as a result of this and in terms of guidance for managing that mental toughness or resilience is it's about giving yourself time to process what's going on. And I think we live and we're brought up with so many should. So my mantra or my worry initially was, well, I should be dealing with this differently. I should be dealing with this better. Um, other women, I'm sure, are doing this better than I am or they're bouncing back more than I am. Um, and I think I've learned over the time is just to let it be. And what it is is what it is. Yeah. But actually, it comes in peaks and troughs. So you do have good days, but you also have down days. But to accept that that's when you're dealing with significant life-changing and challenging events, that you kind of, there is a flow of, uh, and, the, and it does come in waves. Um, and not to beat yourself up if you don't think you're doing it well enough. Um, and also it's taught me massively to live in the moment. Yeah. And we talk about that anecdotally, anecdotally and quite glibly, but actually I don't know whether I'm going to be here in six months' time. So I'm absolutely determined that I'm going to live... In the moment and again for leaders and particularly women who are there are so many pressures on them to prove themselves to become something to be something is and I don't think you can really experience it until you've gone through a life-changing event but my advice would be where you can just stop yourself and pull yourself up short and just think am yeah. I living in the moment and am I worrying about stuff that actually isn't that important yeah. anymore so I think in summary to your question is just appreciate that um There are no right or wrong ways for managing life challenges and um, resilience. You kind of have to go with the flow and there's a psychological process that underpins that. Um, But yeah, but I'm on a journey. And as I say, some days are good, some days not so good but always very much focused on getting out of bed in the morning and trying to make the most
0: of that day. Yeah, thank you for that insight. I really appreciate it. Um, Fanny, what advice do you have for others working in male-dominated sectors? What Over your long career, is there any other hints and tips that we should be taking away with us? I've
1: certainly mentored a lot of young women over the years who are frightened to speak out um, where they recognise that they might be being excluded from conversations or events or activities, and I always have said to young women, um, you know, just just speak out, just say it. What's the worst yeah. that can happen? If then, if the culture can't absorb that or take that, then you're probably not in the right place for you. Yeah. Um. So it's about yeah, just standing your ground, but not in a not in a aggressive or a negative way, but just having your voice and finding your voice and on international women's day for this year we're working with 116 to 18 year old girls we're bringing into the university and we're actually doing a session with them with a, a choir leader about helping them find their voice um and their self-confidence and their self-efficacy that goes along with that so i would say be true to your values and what you know is right and wrong if you see aspects or uh, activities that you think You should be involved in but you're not then put your hand up or go and talk to someone about that and as I'm and my doctoral research has shown as well we are so embedded and entrenched in norms as society that we very often we're not doing it out of spite or out out of any negative um, motivation it's just we're not necessarily questioning what was going on so don't be afraid to question
0: yeah thank you really appreciate your time today Jane and um What routes can people get in touch with you by? So if it's either yourself directly, the university, or would like more information about target ovarian cancer, what channels would you like them to use? So again, there's a
1: website um, you can give the address for. There's my, and there's the uh, website for the university. I'm on LinkedIn, so very easy to find on there, and very happy to hear from and talk and share ideas and views from like-minded people, And as I said earlier, and I'll just reiterate, in terms of the gender piece, to shift the cultural stereotypes and the embedded and entrenched norms and behaviours, we have to do that together, men and women. And the more that we can do that and have those conversations, the better. And the final thing I will just add, the Tees Valley region for a long time has had a pretty negative press and perception. I'm determined and on a mission to raise the profile of women in this region. And then just in the process of of talking and hopefully signing them on the dotted line to have a book published, which features the hundred power women of the North. So we can share that with women, young women, young boys, young girls in schools as well. So there's going to be a digital animation of that just to see what women can achieve and the life stories that get them to that
0: brilliant thank you so much so the two addresses of interest are www.targetovariancancer.org.uk and for the university it's www.tease.ac.uk you've been listening to meet and greet brought to you by meet business Women, available from meetbusinesswomen.org or from itunes